time for another episode of Church Talks. This time it is with my friend slash sister, Sydney James. Um, I say friend slash sister because we're kind of like both, but we're not related by family or by blood. Uh, If you want to know the whole story, we'll be glad to tell you. But the main thing you need to know is she is an authentic, passionate person in love with Jesus and in love with humanity who appreciates nature and art and she's now a public school teacher uh, teaching physical education and health and she just she's a graduate of UNC Chapel Hill so go Tar Heels and you're going to love this conversation and appreciate it and be inspired enjoy it with Sydney James well everybody welcome to another episode of Church Talks I am here with the great Sydney B. James how are you Sydney I'm doing great. I'm so excited to be here. Well, I'm excited for you, too. We have literally been trying to to get this worked out for uh, pretty soon after I started the podcast, like it, over a True. year, I know, uh, and schedules and everything just have prohibited that from happening. Hmm. But um, I've always wanted to know what the B stands for in your name, <laughs> and I've never <laughs> asked you. My middle name is Brooke. See, why did I think that was it? Like, that's so basic. But the, it's okay. No wonder you just say B then. <laughs> Sydney B. James? Yeah. No. No offense to all the Brooks out there. <laughs> oh, it's so basic. I know. But yeah. I really like it. And and my first name means wide meadow. And then Brooke means a gentle body of water. And James means deceitful, but it also means supplanter. So wow. I kind of just say that my name means... A meadow planted by the water. Wow. Yeah. I mean, how many people actually know what their name means, first of all? Not many. <laughs> um, and then of the ones that do, they probably um, don't live up to their name because I know that you are like, what do you say, a wild meadow? Wide meadow and water meadow. Sydney means both. Oh, well, it could also be wild in my opinion because <laughs> you, you wild as a buck sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I am kind of wild. That is so cool. Okay, so now that I know, it will no longer just be Sydney B. James in my mind, but I will also know you as Sydney Brooke James, and I don't know <laughs> what your name means. And uh, some, like, random fun facts that I know, and you're going to, like, expound on these, but mm-hmm. I know that you are a semi-recent graduate of the best university in the world, <laughs> the great University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill. Go Tar Heels. Go Tar Heels. And you graduated from a local high school here. And, mm-hmm. um, and not to jump ahead of the game, but you're now a teacher at that high school, which is totally not what you expected. <laughs> <laughs> not at all. So when you were in high school, what did you think you were going to do with the rest of your life? When I was in high school, I was dead set on being some kind of international lawyer and doing politics overseas, like basically trying to be a, co- a counsel for a Southeast Asian country. What? I don't know where I got those ideas from. What? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I thought I had in my mind something, and that is not, <laughs> not even close. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Well, that's clearly not what you're doing right now. Um, so, <laughs> so when you got into college... What, what changed about that? What did you think you were going to do from that, like from, from college on? 
I took my first, I took one of my first classes at UNC and made a C, I think. And I said, yeah, law school is just not for me. <laughs> I'm just going to do undergrad, get through that. And while I was there, I still really don't know which path I'm going down. But while I was there, I ended up taking some advertising and journalism classes and studied reporting for a while. But the theme of my college experience was I ended up thinking I should do what everyone else was doing or what they told me I should do Mm -hmm. because I I really didn't know my uh, passions. And in many ways, I still don't. But I started seeing myself come alive selling t-shirts because I worked for a company and I love talking to people, selling t-shirts, making the campus a more beautiful place. And so eventually I got into graphic design, social media work, kind of like different creative stuff. And then I ended up studying poetry, which is also really lovely and a surprise. So it's been, it's been a lot of different stuff, but mainly outside of school, I just saw what actually interested me. Mm-hmm. And went from there. Well, mm-hmm. yeah, you're also pretty athletic. Um, you're pretty tall. So everybody <laughs> asked you, like, did you play basketball? <laughs> yep. So those are always fun. And uh, and I didn't say this, but you're kind of like family to me, even though we're not mm-hmm. family. Uh, your True. dad married my godmother, which godmother is not blood family. But I've been close to them my whole life so mm-hmm. you might as well just be family you are now inducted as a sister of mine <laughs> congratulations well, your niece was here last night what yeah Alaska was there yeah she was here you know then what I remember that now yep because she asked me if I could and I was out of town it was well, sweet I'm glad that you got to love on her mm-hmm. is she not the greatest oh my gosh she <laughs> is such a little nugget she was playing with Sparkle Queen, my kitty. She says, Sparkle Queen, Sparkle Queen. <laughs> so cute. Well, somebody has to like cats in the world because it ain't me. <laughs> Tell you that. That's funny. Goodness. Uh, yeah, so your family to me and you're super close to your family. Mm-hmm. Um, you got a brother that, I don't know, I mean, is he still living across the country or is he no. local? Is he He's back? at the beach. He's at the beach. Okay. Well, yep. that's still kind of across the state anyway. Mm-hmm. but he's living his best life Sounds I love like it. It, yeah. and so you like road trips through the country correct I love them <laughs> <laughs> so tell me what does that do for your like mental health and your soul yeah dang that's so rich yeah yeah when I lived here in high school I was really up in the clouds like thinking about sports because I I'm sure you know Catherine but had planned to go to play volleyball in college and Mm -hmm. so that was my main thing and then I was always thinking about school what was expected of me and so I would drive all the time but I wouldn't drive safely I would drive like tears rolling down my face complete mess Kelly was always saying Sydney you cannot drive like that you need to wait (laughs) and I just didn't care um praise God he kept me safe but I would go to my grandma's house a lot. And although grandma's house is very special, it wasn't until I came back from school um, in 2021 that I realized the land was actually communicating to me. And I would go on these drives during COVID. 
I would get a latte or a frappuccino if I was feeling spicy and (laughs) I would just drive and start imagining, um, let me say that again. I would drive and actually take inventory of the world around me and driving truly has grounded me through the country roads and Mm -hmm. As I drive, I normally like pull over, spend some time with God. And in the past year, I've been on this journey. I call it opening up the land where I knew I was moving back from Chapel Hill to our city or our town. And they're completely different terrains, but they're also ones way less populated. And there's actually room to think and grow. And for me, I need a ton of space and the, the land offers that and so I was really expectant coming back but I started meditating a lot on verses like the meek shall inherit the earth and then Psalm 37 that talks about the land and started reading books that talk like gave voice to the land in a way Mm -hmm. that I've never heard not a naturalist environmentalist type of way but the land as a living creature yeah. And that's what those country rides just open up. <laughs> yeah, I mean, because it is living. And that mm-hmm. is one of my favorite things about you is how you enjoy and are fed mm-hmm. by nature so much. <laughs> and how you, how you write about it, how you speak of it, how you experience it. I love it. Like, <laughs> I, I would rather be outside than inside any day, even if it's hot and humid, which I do not like. Mm-hmm. But still, there's just so much beauty. And like you said, it's rich. And, mm-hmm. you know, and I know that, well, we didn't really know each other when you were in high school, mm-hmm. but I know now since I've gotten to know you that who you are now as a person is not the same mm-hmm. that you were in high school. That a lot of, uh, you know, I guess maybe obviously we, we mature and we develop differently, but, mm-hmm. you know, with yours, I know that it was like a, there was a spiritual deepening. Mm-hmm. And so what has that like transformation looked like from from high school to now mm-hmm. and and how has just life and and nature and creative expression like how mm-hmm. is that formulated who you are now yeah it's hmm. really good thanks <laughs> I can tell you thought about this appreciate that I mean I have some notes but you know it's cool mm-hmm mm-hmm In high school, I was 100% living for myself. I wouldn't have probably said it at the time because I love my friends. I love my family. But at the end of the day, it was how can I serve Sydney? What's best for Sydney? How can I get out of the small town and never look back or whatever it was? And And a lot of that actually was from a place of hurt. And I had experienced Jesus growing up, had encounters with him through different church organizations, through different friendships. And I remember my senior year, I got everything I wanted. Like I had a full ride to play volleyball in college to actually a really prestigious university. Um, And I had a boyfriend. I had fill in the blank, the American dream. And I got so sad. I was sad girl hours, but then this was big sad girl hours. And Throughout that was the first time I really started questioning my identity. Like, who am I without volleyball? Who am I without school? And 
I ended up decommitting from the college I committed to. And that's when a ton of pressure just fell in where I was like, why am I here? Why am I doing this? And let me say that. Let me say that again. In high school, I got everything I wanted, but still felt so unsatisfied. And that led to a lot of anxiety, depression. And I went really against the grain because, like I said earlier, I'm easily inspired by people, whether that's Mm -hmm. good or bad. And in high school, (laughs) oftentimes it was bad because I would do things I didn't really want to do. And so I went against the grain and decommitted from the college I plan on playing at. And that was really big for me. It's like Jesus himself gave me the strength to do that because I went against every person's opinion, really. And when I went to college, I was determined to seek God at first. But then I just was like, you know what? No, I'm, I don't really want to seek God. And I remember being at this crossroads in March 2018, my freshman year, and I remember saying, I'm either going to go in, like, all in for Jesus, or I'm going to leave the faith completely. And by God's grace, I ended up getting connected with awesome people who love the Lord and ended up working at a church. And that summer is actually, I feel like, where I really met Jesus. And I saw him through the humility of about eight women in my life. One of them I lived with, and then a few of them just mentored me. And some of them, some of them just raised their kids right beside me. And I was like, wow, Jesus is not just a Sunday morning thing for them. And he's, he is their identity. Like their faith in Jesus and their relationship with him has outweighed all these things. One of them had actually had a similar experience. Like she was going to play volleyball in college, decommitted. One of them like went to college, found out they might not have been as smart as they thought they were, had a identity crisis. So in short, I had an identity crisis crisis when I left high school and that's when I met God that's when the floodgates were open to my heart that there actually was something more and as I pursued him artistic expression comes naturalistic expression comes and everything else is just added like I love volleyball I love sports I'm a PE teacher but there's nothing as good as simple life with God I like that I think I can agree with that because I've also lived in the the not so simplistic life Mm. with God that sometimes when it gets away from being simple, then it gets away from God and you can be doing a lot of things in the name of God. But I don't think that God is really anything other than being just purely simple. And that might be completely heretical to say that. But like, he's not in like the busyness of things. Like he's mm-hmm. in the still moments. He's in the whispers. He's in the mm-hmm. the quiet times. He's near to the brokenhearted. He's not, <laughs> I'm not saying he's yeah. not near to the ones that are like doing jumping jacks and, and cartwheels <laughs> all the time. But it's just like, you know, we get this picture of God that is, is still and he's not uh, mm-hmm. driven by emotions or, mm-hmm. or led by emotions or attracted to Mm. (laughs) hype emotions it's it's the heart of it that is so good i mean you said it i was just reiterating what you said and so you you said though that you met god or maybe you said like you 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 had an encounter with jesus 
-hmm. And I know that you were raised in church and you knew Jesus like growing up. So what, Mm -hmm. what made that different from what you knew before to what happened in your freshman year of college? What made meeting Jesus in college different was that I was 18. So outside of my parents' control is not the word. Um, Yeah, being in college, I was outside my parents' home. So I was making Uh decisions that were personal. And they had made space for me to know God. But when I actually took, I mean, being in college, waking up on a Sunday morning to go to church, to get a ride from friends to go to church, it requires effort. And I, I, I think about the heart of God in Jeremiah 29, 12, I think, where it says, seek me with all of your heart and you will find me. He's a romantic. He loves being pursued and sought after. And my freshman year, I started seeking him like, God, who are you? I want to know you. I don't want to just know about you. And he was so faithful to answer that. And in the sweet, sweetest, most gentle and lowly ways mm. amongst the bigger encounters, but the simple, quiet stuff, you can't beat yeah. it. Yeah, I agree. I just, I know that we've had conversations like me and you and your brother mm-hmm. and how our, like our view, our interpretation of, of God and specifically Jesus being the, the human form mm-hmm. of God, that it's a lot different than, um, what a lot of like, especially the Americanized Christians, mm-hmm. especially those in the, in the Bible belt, like, you know, we see him differently and, you know, who's to say that one's right or one's wrong. Mm-hmm. We don't know. We've just had different experiences that have shaped our viewpoint. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I have a lot of listeners and friends that either have no relationship with Jesus or, uh, or it's Rocky at best because mm-hmm. either they've had just, terrible representations of Jesus in their life Mm -hmm. that have caused them to really question like, okay, so if this is a Jesus that they're following, I don't want anything to do with it. Mm -hmm. And uh, so like, if you were talking to somebody, because I know you have in many, Mm -hmm. (laughs) in many instances, if you were talking to somebody that is like struggling with that, of like Mm -hmm. thinking that Jesus is not good and Jesus is not loving and that he's far away or Mm -hmm. that, you know, there is some type of exception or exemption that keeps us from being loved by him. Like, what would you say Mm -hmm. to that person? I'd create a space of silence where he could come and minister to their heart. Because we can Mm -hmm. talk all day long. We can quote scripture. We can do the Christian thing or say the Christian thing, but until God himself, Jehovah Rapha, heals someone's heart or at least touches their heart until they really like understand or, oh, I don't like that word. I get what you're saying, though, because I don't think we'll ever understand, but sometimes we have to like either feel or have some kind of thought process that like lets us think that it's like closer to understanding, but yes. And I think what America struggles with is speed of life. We're Mm -hmm. always in such a hurry and Jesus is a slow moving guy. He's fit because he walks about seven miles to Damascus (laughs) 
but he is slow. He is so slow. Yeah. And you're not going to find him if you're in a hurry. And I say that with love. I mean, mm-hmm. I say that with way love. To put it. But if we want Jesus to show up in a whirlwind, we're going to miss him. And unfortunately, I come to him a lot like problem solving, like, Lord, give me an answer or Lord, where are you in this? But he always invites us to sit. And so I would encourage that person with Matthew eleven twenty eight, come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. And I love that verse because our only requirement for coming to him is actually that we do have a heavy burden. And yeah, to the person, ho- helping them host the presence of God, like, laying down, putting on worship music and just saying, Jesus, come. I'm going to go so against the grain and believe that you actually show up and minister to my heart, minister to their heart. And I'm telling you, Catherine, every time we seek God, he comes every time. His, yeah. He is there 100% of the time, but it it's always an awkward lingering. It's always an awkward, oh, I want to quit. I want to just go back <laughs> to my daily life and just say the Jesus thing didn't work but when we give him space and we say you have permission to touch my heart I'll die on this hill but he always comes not in the way we think hardly ever but he always comes and sometimes Mm -hmm. people just need a friend to sit with them through that or like Mm -hmm. me you're alone in your room and it's awkward (laughs) you just say God (laughs) I'm not gonna move here until you come and that was my testimony I remember being on the ground numerous most of my life is spent on my knees before Jesus but I'm like Lord if you don't come I'm hopeless and he just met me every time and last thing I'll say but there's this lyric in this song (laughs) fall down by harvest and it says I will make way I will not move until I encounter you and I think God loves that. Like, Lord, I'm not going to move until you come. I'm not going to gonna throw in the towel with our relationship or think that you're not there because you didn't show up for me in this way. And that's real. I mean, there are real hurts in the world, a lot of confusion, a lot of questions. But the thing is, is Jesus is the one that weeps first and longest. <laughs> he yeah. wept bitterly when Lazarus passed away and that probably was not a 10-minute weeping. It was probably a long, awkward weeping. So he'll always come in the silence. Mm-hmm. And this is kind of a, an interesting segue, but I think it fits. Uh, you did what some people do either like out of high school or, or college, and you took like a gap year. Mm. And this was like after you graduated college and you still weren't really sure uh, what you were wanting to do. Like you said, you didn't really know like what you were passionate about. And I took a gap year in between high school and college. Oh, nice. And a lot of people want to, but don't feel like they can. Like maybe mm-hmm. it's not uh, financially feasible or it doesn't make sense. Or, you know, like you said, you were just doing at times like what people expected you to do or what they wanted you to do. So if they're not encouraged to take a gap year, then they may not. Mm-hmm. But like what you were saying of just like being in the stillness and obviously you Mm -hmm. just having graduated college, I feel like your gap year kind of extended into like, I don't know, a couple years, (laughs) Mm -hmm. like, you know, just in the, just in the last, what, two or three years, when did you graduate from, from Carolina? 
May 2021. 2021. So you've got a little over a year. Mm-hmm. And uh, obviously, you did not think you were going to be a teacher. I know you just said that a second ago that you're a PE teacher now. But for the last year, it's looked a lot like being still, <laughs> right? Yes. <laughs> so that's not everybody's personality type, though. Like, would you mm-hmm. say that that's your personality type? Or would you say that that is, that is kind of how you are now because of what you've been through? <laughs> Definitely the latter. I okay. am the most go-getter, determined individual, truly because I just thrive off fun. Like, if mm-hmm. it's fun, I am there. Yeah. And one of my mentors told me one time, she said, Sydney, I always know the Holy Spirit's working in you if he tells you to stop. But I always know the Holy Spirit is working in me if he tells me to go. Wow. And I, when she said that, I really received it because I had exhausted my efforts. And I mean, exhausted my efforts in like, how am I going to live my life? How am I going to know God? Just all these things. And in his kindness, he did invite me to take a gap year. And I'm so thankful my family received me. They gave me space. But also, I really trusted God for daily finances and like all those things that you mentioned were actually huge hurdles but because he had given me it's hard to do anything without God I can only speak from my doing life with him but I knew coming back home I needed healing I went through a traumatic experience my senior year of college that really shook me and I did not go to the grocery store alone I did not um, go on walks anymore. And what, like we talked about, I love the outdoors and it was very hard. I felt like I was in a prison in a lot of ways. And I didn't know if I would ever go outside again for lack, um, <laughs> not to be dramatic, wow. but like, can I go outside again and feel safe? Yeah. And so I talked to a few mentors and friends and the thing that kept coming back was Go back to your hometown and tell all that the Lord has done for you. That verse in Mark 5. And as I engaged with the Lord, I did see that he has a ton of healing. That he he had a ton of healing for me. And in my nature, I said, can't be me. (laughs) I'm healthy. (laughs) (laughs) But as I I accepted his invitation and came back home June 2021, I think I just laid in my bed and cried for about a month. I would go work out at 5 a.m. and come home, take a nap, cry, process my emotions, Mm. read a book. Sometimes it was nice. And other times I truly felt like I was a grape being crushed into wine. And it was everything that you don't want to come out because you're living life comes out when you're in the silence, when you're before God. And there were some great times. There were some, there were a lot of. God, you care about me. Is there an end to this season? Because like you said, I thought it was going to be a year. It ended up Mm -hmm. being about 15 months. And, Mm -hmm. and of course we're humans who are trying to find identity in anything. And I had, yes, a loving family. Yes. Wonderful friends, but no money, no vision, no relationship, nothing I could stake my life on besides Mm -hmm the love of God and the love of family and friends. And, and I'm first Kings 19 summed up. 
it's all I thought about for about two years before I came back home. And it talks about where Elijah standing in the cave and he's like, Lord, I'm done. They're coming after me. Mm-hmm. And the Lord invites him to the edge of the cave. And he says, see, he sends a, a fire, a wind, a earthquake, maybe. I might have one of those wrong, but earth, wind and fire. Is there one of <laughs> dog? Do you remember? Yeah. <laughs> I just heard it in a sermon last week, so wow. it's fresh on my mind. Sorry. Amen. And he says, <laughs> and then he comes in a still small voice. And the Lord wasn't in the earth, the wind, the fire, but he was in the still small voice. Mm-hmm. And I'm growing. I have a ton to do. I don't know how to live life <laughs> well, really. But I do know that he met me in the silence without anything the world has to offer and now I crave more of that I'm like you know what God like I've tasted and seen that you're good in this way and in his kindness he's actually had to push me out of the nest to get a job to go out in public every day and now when I go out in public I'm not scared I'm not afraid of being I'm not afraid of crossing paths with anyone because I know that God is my protector And so even in a practical way, I see how he transformed me when I was in the cocoon going from a caterpillar to a butterfly. But of course, spiritually, too, I just feel more grounded, more at rest. I hate hurry. I hate rush. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm waging war against. And I know that God's in the quiet. Wow. You know, I would have never thought that you would be like, scared or you know just have reservations about going out or being around people or um so that is interesting to see like your personality how I know it and Mm -hmm. maybe that's different than how you feel it on the inside and you're around teenagers a lot these days as you did just Mm -hmm. uh accidentally but you know I don't really believe in accidents so I don't know exactly (laughs) how it happened but I don't think you were looking necessarily to be a PE teacher Uh, especially it was after the school year had already started right correct yeah so I mean you can either tell about how that came to be or you can just say what it's been since you've been there which has been what all of a week six days six days (laughs) school days so you six six full days that you have been a PE teacher at the high school you graduated Mm -hmm. from when you I guess had no intentions of teaching none so yeah so I mean what is that like I mean you're around teenagers all the time you may not consider yourself to be like a, an out front, like a forefront leader, but obviously you are leading by mm-hmm. example and leading with your life and, and kind of instructing how life can be lived without hurry mm-hmm. and without rush, which obviously for teenagers, everything is like, I want it now. I want it mm-hmm. instant. I want fast paced. I want my cars to be fast. I want my Wi-Fi to be fast. Um, I want my test taking skills to be fast. Mm-hmm. So in six days of you being with <laughs> these teenagers what does it look like and what do you hope that it will continue to look like to really instill this like no pun intended on instilling stillness but mm-hmm. but instilling stillness and the art of that mm-hmm. into the kids that you're around mm-hmm. well you know teenagers they are in a hurry mm-hmm. that's for sure yep and I love them for it. <laughs> I love they're fun. God loves teenagers. I love yeah. teenagers. They're, they're funny. funny. I laugh all day. Sometimes with them, sometimes at the at the things they do. Yeah. But because 
I would be doing a disservice if I didn't say I have to be on my knees before God every day to even try to practice stillness in a public school. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm way more prone to be on my phone or complain or just do the things that people are doing around me. And high schoolers are hurting. They really are. And, and gym class is a space for them to breathe, to relax, to play. So a few things we've been doing is we'll go on the track and my high school is right next to these beautiful hills and I don't even mean to, but I'm like, all right, everyone wave to the sun, (laughs) say good morning (laughs) to the sun. Look at those leaves. Oh my gosh, the sky's so blue. And they're probably like, Miss James, shut up. But (laughs) it's just my own practice. And I do wear shoes half the time. I'm bare. Most of the time I'm barefoot when I go on walks, but I'm wearing shoes and I tell them, like, y'all, this is the best part of my day is getting outside and breathing in the fresh air. Mm-hmm. So we, we've been doing that. And I think also giving them space. I mean, we're in a hurry because we want the answer. And so I'm learning how to just give them space, not respond immediately, not micromanage them. They're going to do things. They're teenagers. I'll have a kid climbing on the bleachers or trying to fill up their water bottle with their friends conveniently at the same time as other classes are filling up their water bottle or whatever it is but (laughs) actually just giving them space to be kids like they're of course they're going to be silly and I think and the last thing I do is verbally I will say yeah let's just enjoy these last 10 minutes or two minutes because they're they're inching to get out the door and I feel like mm-hmm. that's what we do with our hearts. We're just inching to get out the door. Like, what's next? I just want to see over the horizon. Of, And so taking the practice of gratitude, truly, that's what I tell all of them. Like, they'll come to me and, and they'll share that if they're feeling anxious or overwhelmed. And I'll say, hey, let's practice gratitude. Like, whoever they're thinking, I don't know. But it's just, hey, thank you for space to breathe at school thank you for fresh air I'm so thankful I get to go outside during the school day I'm so thankful for the warm weather in North Carolina things like that have I've seen really work because anxiety and gratitude can't exist in the brain at the same time so when our thoughts are fixed on what is good lovely noble holy we're not in a hurry and we love PE class and they have to drive (laughs) us out of the gym yeah wow well, I know that typically in a, a PE class or like a health and PE class, it's about physical health. Mm-hmm. And it's so apparent that uh, when we go outside or when we're exercising or when we're doing those things, it's so good for our mental health, mm. uh, for our spiritual health. Like you said, when we can just go outside and just acknowledge that the sun is shining mm-hmm. or acknowledge that, you know, as the temperatures are changing and it's getting close to fall that now we can crunch leaves <laughs> under our feet you know and then springtime there's going to be flowers blooming and I'm going to be sneezing like crazy <laughs> but we can appreciate the seasons and we can appreciate how these things are just routinely happening because that's how they're designed to do mm. and so like and I just I just think that it's so cool and when I heard that you were in this teaching position I was just like that school could not have hired <laughs> a a better healthier just mm-hmm. like more perfect person to be in that role, mm-hmm. like with these kids. And I think, and I don't know if this isn't like prophetically, but I just think that even with the staff that you're around at that school, 
that there's going to be just like a shift of mm. of perspective on life as a whole mm. and on the on the whole like hurry mm. of our life and this this the fast paced speed that we wow. do life with and like you said I mean just we're looking at our clocks and our watches and thinking of what where we have to be in the next couple minutes but it's like hey we've got two minutes <laughs> and I love what you just said that I'm like we you know a lot can happen in two minutes <laughs> a lot a lot can happen we can give a whole lot of examples but you know but I mean two minutes could be life or death for somebody mm. we never know that mm-hmm. and I I think very heavy a lot of times and I think it's because I mean I don't know I'm a Enneagram seven on any given day and I'm a two on any given day mm. but it's like the seven in me is like don't be too heavy. Just go outside and have fun. Go on an adventure. Mm. Like do these fun things because when you start thinking about life and death stuff and it's deep or whatever, then you're going to get depressed. And it's going to be just like weighing you down. Mm. And it can get like that. But it's like this is like actual life. This yeah. It's real life. And every life that you're pouring into is not just for a grade. Like these kids mm. are not just in that class of yours for a grade mm. and every friend that you've made from high school and college that, you know, maybe they're not in your life now, or they still are like, they have been in your life for a reason. And you have deposited so mm. much love and joy and contentment into their life. Mm-hmm. And like, I just, I don't know. I just want to encourage you with that because you, <laughs> you. you have, I mean, you've transformed my life mm-hmm. and we don't hang out all the time, but <laughs> in this day and age you don't have to true (laughs) with social media and with phones like literally I mean we just you just you encourage me a whole bunch and I love Mm. that thank you so much Catherine well thank you so much Sydney B. James (laughs) kiss what's your middle name why do you want to know is Catherine something church (laughs) (laughs) Becca Leanne that's that's my sister shout out yeah, she got two middle names. <laughs> mine is mine starts with an E, and there's very few names that are E, and mine's kind of cliche and okay. basic too. Elizabeth's a great yeah. name. Yeah, <laughs> it's with a Z though. So the way I see it is like in my name, I have a Z and a K, <laughs> which are kind of like really cool letters to me. Amen. <laughs> Whatever. Look, we're gonna we're gonna wrap up this episode, but. I have some more questions for you and these are going to be more like rapid fire questions. Mm -hmm. So are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. What is your favorite scent? Pumpkin. Apple crisp. Apple crisp. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Like all of the fall lovers that are like literally a hundred percent one way or the other just had a whiplash moment. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, which one is it? Dang it. I like them both. I would say apple. Okay. I I agree with you on that. I'm allergic to apples if I eat them raw, but I, I do like the scent of those more than pumpkin. So cool. Uh, what is, and I feel like this could be a lot of things, but what is the last thing that made you cry? Oh, today. Um, I cry every day. I laugh Same. every day. <laughs> it's great. Was it something specific or you just, you just cry just because oh. you, you woke up and you're like, oh my God, another day is great. <laughs> another day. I wept last night because one of my best friends is leaving October 1st for a few, well, like seven months, but she's leaving, but our childhoods are ending. So that's what I cried about. Oh man. I know. Well, okay. Um, if you were 
a Winnie the Pooh character, which one would you be? I never really watched Winnie the Pooh, but I know what? that each one of them represented something. Um, does Piglet? Oh, Tigger. Completely. Completely really? Tigger. Isn't wow. the one that's bouncing around playing games? Yes. Which that, that totally shows your personality from like high school, <laughs> which is not the stillness that you are now, but that shows like what's on the inside of you that you said you're constantly like battling. I'm just like a healthy little kid. Kids want to yeah. play all the time, but then they cry every other sentence too. That's yeah. how I feel like. So maybe who's a who's a healthy character of Winnie the Pooh? <laughs> I don't know. I was Eeyore in, in high school. Right. Well, they all have they all have pros and cons and strengths and weaknesses. So I mean, I'm not sure that there's a a one that's better than another. I mean, Eeyore definitely does not have a hurried bone in his body. <laughs> True. So he's not hurrying, but he's also not exactly happy. <laughs> I'll have to watch an episode and get back to you. Okay, that works. You know, we'll do a part two or something sometime. Um, what is a sound that you hate? The the beep beep of the microwave. Oh, are you one of those that like opens the door before it ends? Yeah. Do you at least hit cancel? <laughs> yeah, I hit cancel. So you don't leave it on there like where it says two seconds? <laughs> no. Okay. Okay. Good. I was about to like jump Just through me. here. Yeah. Not really, but almost. Um, name a risk that you're glad that you took. A risk? Yes. I like this. You're thinking about it. It's good. Mm. I'm glad I took poetry in college because I I had never written in a way that was um, basically up for someone else's feedback. And it took mm. a lot of courage, but I ended up loving it. But I'm glad I took that risk because I, wow. I failed in a lot of ways. But I really like that answer. Um, and so I know that you like coffee. I mean, you could uh, literally be like at a coffee shop every day. <laughs> you have been in a coffee shop a lot. <laughs> so what is your perfect coffee shop order? Perfect coffee shop order. The brown sugar cinnamon flavoring, pretty light latte on ice with a little bit of cinnamon on the top. Ice. And you've got to mix it up hard. You can't see me right now, but I'm doing the motion <laughs> where you, you mix it up from the top very aggressively. <laughs> okay. Okay, so it's a swirl. It's not like a I'm shaking it like I'm making you a a cocktail. Like you it's shake it's it from the top. Counterclockwise swirl, correct. Counterclockwise swirl. Are you doing it with your left hand? My right. My strong your right hand. hand. Okay. <laughs> right hand dominant. Okay. Well, uh and then here's a question that has really just been um plaguing my mind and I really just want somebody to help me figure this out. And I think you might be the one. Ooh. Okay. And what? <laughs> I don't even know how to ask this. But what are fingernails? And where do they come from? <laughs> and how do they just keep coming out of my cuticles? How? Please tell me. I'm telling you what. I think they're simply for beauty and protection. I don't know where they came from. But God knew his little girls wanted to paint their fingernails or bite them or bite them. I mean, I like them for like back scratching. 
And I mean, that's like one of my favorite things. My love language is to like just have my back scratched. But it just, it's crazy to me. Like I can clip my nails, I can pull them off, bite them off, whatever, which I don't like to bite them. But I really, I need to find somebody that can give me an answer and I could probably Google it, but that's no fun. Yes. I'd rather ask people on my podcast. There's no, I'm telling you what, I don't know. Genius things though. (laughs) Well, is there anything that we did not talk about that you want to say before we land the plane? Hmm. Yeah, I would love to encourage the audience. Okay, Whoever, love the it. Listeners, I would encourage the listeners that stillness is a practice, and I've loved embarking on a more spiritual health journey the past two years, but I'm so novice at it, and don't let the fear of what happens when you're sitting in the stillness for a few minutes stop you or how awkward it could be, because just like when we're sitting in silence with a friend, that's awkward. But some people are more okay with it. But just keep pressing in. Keep making spaces. Like maybe drive to work one day with no with no music. Or if that's too much for you, spend the first five minutes with no music. And ask God to speak. If you follow Jesus, if you're trying to figure out what you feel about Jesus, or if you're not even thinking about spirituality in that way, Just see what comes up and press in past what's easy because even when we press in, normally things come out that really scare us. And I think Catherine and I can both agree, like some of our thoughts are pretty frightening or things (laughs) that we've held on to are actually heavy. And so when we are still, don't be surprised when those things do come up. But in God's grace, he lets you deal with them with him. And if you're outside of Jesus, be sure to just have trusted mentors or people that can speak into your life because awareness does come at a cost. I think it's worth it, but keep pressing in. Don't be scared. Host the presence of God with your life. Be counterculture. Turn off the music. Run with no earbuds. Mm. Man, I feel pumped up right now. <laughs> yeah. I don't even run, but I'm about to go run down the halls of my Gigi Ma's apartment complex <laughs> right now with no <laughs> Gigi Ma might join in. Gigi Ma. I know. She's chilling. She's been in there. She's been eating. Nice. But, wow. Well, I feel extremely inspired and I feel like my, mm-hmm. my spirit is lifted and I know uh, I can pretty much say with, with certainty that everybody that's listening has been encouraged or enlightened or inspired in some mm-hmm. way. And I love that about you because if any of these people that are listening, my friends, my homies, my fam, if they ever get a chance to meet you, mm. they will see that literally your presence uh, is even more joyful mm. and calming than even your voices and your words are right now. Wow. So, uh, so I just, I appreciate you. I love you for it. I thank you for being willing to be on this podcast and speaking into the lives of people and mm. just sharing your story. Cause that's what you're doing. And, uh, it's changing lives. Wow. It's pretty Thank cool. Thank you, Catherine. You're such a great host. Hmm. Thanks well, for thanks. Me. Appreciate that. And I'm excited to get this next season rolling. So you are um, amongst the top of the list. So, but I mean, you might as well be because I've been trying to get you on for a long time. Glad we I'm finally so- made it work. I know. I'm so happy. <laughs> I'm so- yeah. What you're doing is incredible. And I know Church Talks is such a blessing to this community and the wider audiences. 
It's pretty cool. It is pretty cool. I I like hearing from people that I've never met before that come up to me and they know wow. me because of the podcast. And wow. they are from all different kinds of walks of life and backgrounds. So that encourages me to keep going even when I get discouraged and feel like nobody's even listening. Mm. People are. People are listening. They are. Amen. Yeah. Well, we're going to hop off here. You're going to go and rock the rest of your week teaching these these high school students to go out and smell the roses even though there's no roses in september but you know what smell the the ragweed pollen <laughs> literally man all right well i love you sydney b james i love all of you church talk church talkers church pod <laughs> squatters i don't know what I, I, I probably i need to have a name for my people oh well all right thanks for listening to another episode of church talks See ya. <laughs> hey, before you guys leave and start listening to another episode of Church Talks, could you take 10 or 15 seconds and just go on Spotify, Apple, wherever you're listening and click follow or subscribe or like or the plus sign, whatever it is where you're listening. Uh, that would mean a ton to me. And that way you'll never miss episodes when they're coming out on the weekends. Thank you so much, as always, for listening and supporting and subscribing and following. I love you guys so much.